Hi guys, welcome back to the Icing on Top. I hope everyone has been able to find the icing on top in their lives over the past few weeks. It has been about a month since I've shared an episode, uh, and to be honest, I didn't know much about where this next episode would start or end up, or what I would even cover, as um, most things in my life work that way. I feel like there are so many avenues I could take, so this episode may be a little bit of a train wreck. Imagine that, right? This is my life. (laughs) I seriously sat down last week and recorded most of this episode, but I just didn't love the way that it sounded. It was too scripty and choppy, and I mean, it was pure chaos like my life, but I want to try to record it so that it's a little bit of a better flow for you guys and obviously just sounds a little bit better, so... I will try to get that under wraps on this recording session. In my last episode, I had joked about ending up on Bumble or Tinder, and if you scrolled across me that you should mind your business, (laughs) well, in case you haven't seen me yet, go ahead and adjust your age or location radius. I am kidding, of course. I did end up downloading Bumble on a whim after talking with my close friend and roommate, Laura. I just decided, what the hell? Like, what's it going to hurt, right? Um, My therapist tells me that any type of dating is just practice. And I'm not really sure, like, if that's what they call it nowadays, just practice. But I can't really say that I'm well-versed in dating, obviously, um, getting out of a seven-year relationship. But even before that, I just didn't date a whole lot. Um, if you know anyone in their late twenties to mid thirties that is on a dating site or actively looking for somebody to date, marry, or hook up with, whatever, or even just like anybody in that age range that is single, uh, please call them and ask them if they are okay, because the dating pool is really just crap. (laughs) It's full of people who don't care at all or aren't looking for something serious. Now, don't get me wrong, there are the occasional few who are serious and want to get married someday, but let's be honest, most of them are already married with families of their own, and unless you're a homewrecker, that's not going to be your preferred avenue. I want to know why now is the norm to marry young and divorce around 30. When did this become acceptable as a society? I think that that seems really unfair and, quite frankly, terrible and sad. Uh, what are what are we teaching our kids this? Like, what are we teaching our kids about this? Sorry. Like, it, I mean, it, is it just okay? Like, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you don't want people to stay in a situation where they're unhappy, but at the same time, like, what's the point in getting married if you're just going to get divorced in five years, right? You know, what's truly sad to me is that our grandparents strive to keep a marriage together for decades. I will likely never see 50 years with someone. Shit, who knows if I'll even end up married. (laughs) Uh, I'm not saying that all of those marriages were good to stay in or even good to choose, but there is such a generational change that has happened, I would say, in the last decade, maybe a little bit longer. Women are no longer staying in relationships that don't bring them happiness or aren't meeting their needs. Women aren't tolerating being a married single parent. I understand the historical gender roles in a marriage, and for some people that is what they want. But if that's not agreed on or understood when you start the relationship, 
before you get married or before you have kids, how can you not expect it to fail? Good for the women who are finally standing up for what they deserve and getting what they want and demanding better than the bare minimum. Side note, this is also good for the men too. It's not just one gender that has all the bad apples as we are all well aware. Are we just searching for that one person who makes us feel like rainbows and butterflies endlessly? Are we asking or wanting too much? You see those posts on Facebook that say you'll never be too much for the right person. Is that really true? Or do you just end up finding somebody that accepts you for who you are and as you are? (laughs) Valerie told me once to pick the one who makes you laugh. As simple as that. If you pick the one who makes you laugh, he has the ability to change a bad day to good. I'd like to think I'll find the perfect fit and combination of traits in my future partner. What does my wish list look like? (laughs) Dependability. Good with handling conflict. Humility. Adaptability. (laughs) Drive. Honesty. Communication. And compassion. But most importantly... I want to find somebody who loves my baby as much as I do, just to name a few. (laughs) I think it's really important to find someone who only adds to what you have to offer. They shouldn't be adding stress or negatively contributing to your life in any way. I want everybody to be with somebody who only adds positives to their life. (laughs) So back to the Bumble conversation. I had uploaded or downloaded the app and uploaded pictures and made my profile, which I guess I honestly should probably read um, like an excerpt from my profile just to kind of give you guys, you know, an idea of what I put in mind. Um, So I wrote, let's see. Um, so obviously it has like my name and my age and my pronouns and then, um, what I do for work. So it says registered nurse about me. Um, I'm obsessed with a, with clean sheet day. I'm a candy junkie and there's nothing better than a lazy Sunday in sweats. Fountain Pepsi is my guilty pleasure, but the real question is, can you make me laugh? (laughs) Um, it has like basics. So like height, how often I work out, which clearly says almost never, which it really should say never, but that wasn't an option. (laughs) Um, it says that I'm a Capricorn, uh, drink socially, never a smoker. Um, I'm interested in women or I'm, I'm a woman interested in men. (laughs) Sorry. Whoo. Hello. Um, I am looking for a relationship. I personally did not include anything about having a child or wanting children someday. I totally chose to leave that off of there on purpose because I also don't feel like it's anybody's business to see a picture of my child um, if it's not intended on being something serious. It has some interests and then languages I know. Um, One of the random facts that I put on here is I get way too too excited about equal numbers of each color in a package of fruit snacks. And I don't know if that's like a um, autism thing. I personally am not diagnosed with autism. However, I know that people in children who do have autism, you know, sometimes can be, you know, color coded like that. Like they have to sort everything. It may just be an ADHD thing too, or maybe an OCD thing. I don't know. Who knows? One of the things, it's just a little bit of a weird quirk about me. And that's what I chose to put on there. 
It also says that I promise I won't judge you if you order takeout from multiple places to create the ultimate meal because let's be for real. My mom and I have um, gone to, well, back in the day when North Manchester had a Taco Bell, but we have gone to um, Dairy Queen, McDonald's, and North Manchester, right? Because there was something from each place that we wanted. Um, So totally a foodie, totally a fat girl, whatever, living my best life over here. Um, Judge if you want. Like I said, I don't care. Um, and then I also put, uh, I guarantee you that I have already stressed about actually meeting anyone on here, which is very true because I downloaded the app, made my profile and started scrolling through, um, the profiles. I scrolled through the endless profiles listed within 40 to 50 miles for about three hours before I got an absolutely terrible migraine (laughs) and I closed the app. So I had to take medication for my migraine and I closed my eyes for the rest of the day because it was so strenuous on my mind, on my eyes, on my everything, just everything. And it was like, I would get these matches and on Bumble, you have to reach out to them first as a female. So you can match with them. Like you swipe right or whatever on their profile, they swipe right on you. It comes up, you're a match. And then there's like a timeline at the top of your messages um, section where it says, um, like it has like an expiration. Like so 24-hour time clock starts then. And it's not that like you can't rematch with them because they'll still be on there unless you choose to unmatch them or they unmatch you. Uh, But you, as a woman, like I said, you have to reach out first. So like – what the hell do you even say to these people? Like, yeah, okay, read their profile and you can like choose to say something off of there. Um, as far as like something in relation to their profile, you could totally like throw them into left field with um, something else, which is what uh, Laura's daughter Taya did with uh, ordering, like she made a comment about ordering a girlfriend package and it should be delivered to you, you know, which is cute and quirky. Like, I love that. Um, if, I would totally use that. I should actually probably totally, totally use that. But um, there were also people like who can compliment on your profile, um, like pictures or, you know, anything about your profile. Uh, and you can see those. You can see those for a while unless you want to pay for like the premium subscription, which I am a cheapskate and I'm not doing that. Obviously, it would be ideal to just be like totally organically introduced to someone right? Who, you know, was a family friend or some of your family knew, whatever. Um, so I got, (laughs) I got some really funny ones like, OMG Savannah, like you are the, wow, you are the perfect woman for me. I think I'm in love already. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are are you, you don't, you don't even know my middle name. What if I have, I mean, there were pictures of me, but like, What if those were totally edited and I have three teeth? I'm not saying that like everything about love or attraction or dating is purely physical. However, you and I both know that the physical component comes into play, especially when you are dating somebody and getting to know somebody. Like there has to be physical attraction and chemistry. If there isn't, then they're not the one for you. Like you you can't. I mean – Nobody wants to go to bed with a sack of potatoes every night. And I'm not saying that just because you're not attracted to them doesn't mean that somebody out there won't be attracted to them because God forbid there is somebody out there for everybody. I truly believe that. So, um, 
like I said, I got a terrible migraine. I had to close the app. How do you decide what to put on your dating profile? So I write you my dating profile. And if you had to sell yourself to someone in 30 seconds, because basically they, you honestly probably only have 10, sorry to break it to you guys, but like if somebody doesn't like the way that you look, they're probably not going to swipe right on you. But if they do decide to read your profile, what would you say to them to totally sell them on, on you? Right. Um, so seal the deal. What would your profile say to really seal the deal and make them swipe right instantaneously? Like shit, right. I'm, I'm in love. Like I want to be with this person. Right. I mean, you shouldn't post all of your trauma on your profile. That's not really attractive. Right. Like that maybe we'll save that for like the third date. I don't know. Maybe it should be longer than the third date. Like the third date rule. Right. You can't have sex till the third date. Well, you can't also talk about your trauma until the third date. Um, so you put your age, right? Some bullshit line about how you love to travel and that you want to find your soulmate and take long walks on the beach, right? Fuck no. These people put crazy shit or totally absurd pickup lines trying to text, trying to attract their next fling, which, hey, probably works for some girls. And I'm sure I've even fallen victim to it a few in my dating life. Uh, years ago, like when I was younger, when a million, I would scroll through Tinder, right? (laughs) Really though, at the end of the day, aren't we just trying to sell ourselves to someone like a cracked bumper that's held together by duct tape and spray paint? One of my original, um, intentions with this episode was to address some disrespect that I've endured lately. Maybe this is considered passive aggressive to some and giving the other parties what they want, but you know me and I am as real as it gets. I have heard, um, you're the whole package, but I'm just not feeling it a hundred percent. Like what? (laughs) I got called a stuck up bitch because I didn't give someone my number at a local bar because why? I didn't want to. (laughs) I didn't even know his name, and I wasn't interested in going to flirt with anyone at the bar. I was just having a good time with my friends. I wanted to go dance and wanted to go out to dinner and see a band and drink, and it was fun. Uh, Not out in public, but I have been verbally degraded, called a whore and a slut for potentially being out on a date with someone. Never confirmed, always assumed, of course. I have personally chose to start setting some boundaries, and I will not stand for that anymore. I have terrible memories of being yelled at and belittled over and over again with slurred words because he was so inebriated and he could barely speak. The last few encounters are attempts to make me feel guilty for not responding to a message that doesn't involve co-parenting or anything regarding Conrad. Refusing to give up on reconciliation between us as if there was a chance at this point. I put in so much effort over those seven years. Where was the effort from you then? No, you just allowed the woman you were with to financially support you while you didn't work and still continue to treat her at the end of the day like her needs weren't important. I would do the single mom gig in a relationship. It wasn't a family unit. And Quite frankly, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to spend time with me and my son. I don't want to have to beg somebody to be a dad or, you know, a a husband or just around. Like, it is very problematic to me that we led to completely different lives. Um, 
And that's like him doing his own thing and then me doing my own thing. So I know that, sure, like, yes, it is healthy to spend time away from your significant other. I completely agree. I do. But at the same time, I want to be with somebody that wants to spend time with me. Like, isn't that all what we're, isn't that what we're all after? Like, you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't even like you. Like, or if you do, I guess that's kind of fucked up too. And maybe you should like look into that, but whatever. I mean, again, this is all about healing and my journey to loving myself and, you know, being the best person and mom that I can be. So if that is you, I personally would encourage you to maybe uh, try and find somebody that can help you with those things. (laughs) Find yourself worth, right? So uh, let me find my timeline again. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh, I encourage therapy multiple times and they still don't want to put in the work. So Clearly, here we are. I've encouraged therapy multiple times. I did over seven years multiple times. And here we are. We're still You're still not doing that. So um, sometimes you have to put yourself first, and that's fine because you're worth it. <laughs> uh, people, please do the healing. Do the fucking work. Get better. Do better and be better. I just want to remind you, though, that someone else's feelings are not your responsibility to carry. I may have allowed that to happen for years, but not anymore. I chose to enforce a boundary to respect my mental health, enforce change, and hopefully make my life easier in the years to come. This podcast truly, truly is a part of my healing journey and finding my voice. I think I began to lose myself in the midst of motherhood, but I'm back now to reclaim myself. Do not, whoever you are, allow anyone the opportunity to get away with verbally, emotionally, mentally abusing you. Of course, physically and sexually are included too, but those are thankfully two that I have never experienced. If you find yourself in any of those situations, reach out. Call me. Call anyone who you can open up to. It can get better, and I promise you, you deserve more. On the forefront of the dating scene, I actually have come back into contact with somebody that I talked to almost a decade ago. We'll see what the future brings. (laughs) That's what I'm leading off with. But um, I'm funny. I feel like when it comes to a getting to know you conversation, it's almost like a 10-question quiz, like pass or fail. It's a pop quiz. Here we go. It's your math questions again. One plus two equals, you guessed it, three. Good job, guys. So um, it's like, you know, you ask questions. uh, Do you want to get married? Do you want kids? Do these things bother you, X, Y, Z? I think there is nothing better than being upfront and honest about your expectations from the very beginning. Like, look, I've spent seven years of my life with a man waiting for him to give me a ring. And then for a partial ring in a jeweler's bag to be thrown at me during an argument was almost more hurtful. I'd ideally like to be married within the next two years because let's face it, guys, we ain't getting any younger over here. I think if anyone chooses to run away when you are saying your requests, they wouldn't have made the cut anyways. Some people are so deathly afraid of honesty and being raw. Quite frankly, that's someone that I don't want to be with anyways. I think there is so much comfort in knowing that someone has been completely transparent from the beginning. Like, hey, this is what I have to offer. And I have ugly parts too. Because you know what? Here's the thing. I live in such a small town that... If 
they did not tell me or somebody didn't tell me something, I would find out about it within the next couple of weeks um, over just casual conversation with somebody that, you know, I knew or sorry, guys, had to take a drink. I'm talking too much. I don't usually talk this much in the morning. Um, You know, you have to you have to be upfront and honest. I mean, and even if those parts are ugly and raw and not your proudest moments, like, hello, look at my story. Like, it's not always the easiest to be like, yes, um, I have a baby and I have a baby who was born um, in the middle of a, or who was conceived in the middle of kind of a rough patch in my relationship or kind of a lapse, you know, there's a lapse in time, you know, you can do math. I was with somebody for seven years, seven and a half years almost. And, um, I have a (laughs) five-year-old. So that you can do the math there and you can figure that out. So like I said, it's not always the prettiest moments. However, it's honest, it's raw. And, Somebody who is truly interested in you isn't going to be, you know, scared away by those things. And they're going to love you no matter what at the end of the day. And it's okay. Nobody's life is perfect, honey. Don't, don't try to act like it. Um, okay. Back to, back to the, um, timeline, back to the notes. Let me find my spot. So... There is, okay, there is something so strange about meeting someone who makes you feel like home. I think on this podcast, I have jokingly said I was crazy, and I honestly, I will say that all the day, or all the days. I will say that every day. Sorry. Hello, guys. Am I really crazy, or did I just tolerate so much shit for my last relationship or just life in general um, that made me get to the point of feeling so crazy? Have you met someone who instantly just makes you feel calm? Of course, you will have that awkward first date situation. What do you wear? Where do you go? What do you do? How long is the typical first date? Do you have a drink on your first date? Do you have a drink before you go on your first date? Um, Do you take your anxiety met? You know, I mean, there are so many avenues here. So, um, you know, all of those questions happen. And then you see these dating shows, right? Love is blind. So these people actually get engaged to their person without even seeing them. So they're behind like a screen. They don't see the person that they're talking to. I mean, and some of them describe physical characteristics, but like not all of them. And, you know, some people think that's like totally scripted. I don't know. I mean, obviously the bachelor is, I have no doubt that that is. Um, but like, what the fuck can you even imagine I've, of course, scrolled through TikTok and Pinterest, and they say to hold on to the one who makes you feel calm and that you almost experience a type of exhaustion because when you functioned in fight or flight mode for your whole life or for so long, and all of a sudden someone brings so much calmness and peace into your life, I can't even describe it. Um, Does it make me think I'm missing something? Kind of. Does it make me miss the chaos that I came from? Absolutely not. Not at all. I know that when I was first doing this podcast or, you know, talking about um, selling the house and then being in my own space again, and I could just breathe. Like, 
I felt like I could just honestly sit down and everything would just shut off. And that was something that I hadn't experienced in a really long time. So I personally would trade a million tomorrows to be able to spend forever with someone who extinguishes my fires, not adds oil to the fire. (laughs) I remember being told, don't poke the bear when trying to have a conversation about something with someone. I don't want to be with someone I can't have a conversation with even when we've been drinking. That does not make me feel safe. (laughs) Touching on Bumble again, I've heard that the dating apps are much easier for females, which I can see why. Multiple men interested in the same woman, all trying to go to bat to win her heart, vomit, right? That sounds like it should be a TV show. Oh, wait, (laughs) it already is. I know a few people who have just gotten burnout on the apps, which is also so understandable. Some women just leave people on red and totally ghost guys. Um, and the same for men, too. You really should be a better human and not do that to people, <laughs> no matter what the reason is, right? Like, oh, if it took me too long to respond to this message, you know, because God forbid some people have lives or a child or, you know, if if we're talking and, like, maybe I'm just, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, she's cute, but oof, I don't like that she, uh, I don't know, let's say, doesn't shave her armpits, right? Like, okay, like, that that would probably be a deal breaker for me if I was dating a woman, but don't only because, like, that shit holds odor, but whatever, do whatever you want, um, if you're into the all-natural thing. But, like, some guys aren't into that, right? So if I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, um, parlez-vous français over here, right? Like, uh, je t'aime les goons, which my mom took French in high school, in case you're wondering. That means um, I like beans, I'm pretty sure. Um, somebody can check that for me and let me know. But regardless, if somebody says something to you that you don't like, like, why don't you just be like, mm, yep, you know, that's um, that's a no for me. That's a pass. Uh, like, don't we owe that to people? Like, I'm not saying because they need to change that because, hey, you know, come as you are, stay as long as you please. Like, that is you. I'm not trying to change you because you know what? You can't take every relationship like a project. It's not going to fucking work because what happens when the project is done? right? Like what happens when everything is fixed? Like then you're going to be so fixated on trying to fix the fucking problem that you've already fixed everything about this person or changed everything about this person. So guess what? You have nothing left to change. Like then the excitement is over and the chase is over, right? Like you don't, you don't have a reason to be with them anymore because you've already completely bandaged, bandaged their whole life. So a couple things, (laughs) tell people if something if they don't, if you don't like something about them when you're talking to them, right? Getting to know them, like just be like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm really not interested in somebody who works uh, 60 hours a week, right? Um, or you know, hey, I um don't, I'm I'm really not interested in you know these things X Y Z. So and and you can't you can't change people. That can't be your goal. If you want to change people or you want to, you know, if you want to have a project, do a fucking puzzle, okay, bitch? You can go to fucking Goodwill or Dollar Tree, get you a puzzle and just do it because you know what? You can't treat a person like a project because that's not fair and you wouldn't want to be changed either. So this is part of the accepting people as they are type of thing. So like I said, um, no matter what the reason, um, just, just tell somebody like, hey, you don't like my curly hair? Great. Tell me. Tell me that's why you're dipping out. 
Um, you don't like that I have a kid? Fine. Peace out. Just communicate your damn issues. Like this goes back to my, you're the whole package, but I'm just not feeling it. The fuck? No. Clearly there is something you aren't feeling. So why don't you just say it? Um, or if, you know, if you go on a date with somebody and you're like, shit, like I fucking like this girl or I like this guy, like I am in a little bit, you know, deeper than what I thought I'd be like, take a minute, compose yourself. Don't ghost the person. Um, if you need like a couple days to think about it, why don't you just say that? Because you know what? I would be a lot more receptive to somebody that said, Hey, I am really, you know, I'm just trying to sort out my feelings right now. And I think I like you. And so I'm just going to make sure that like I have all my ducks in a row. Like this is really what I want. I would respect that 10,000 fucking times more than just somebody ghosting me. And then them coming back five days later and saying like, hey, I really like you. Like, sorry, I didn't reach out after that date. Yeah, well, now it's fucking awkward because I'm probably talking to somebody else. And I maybe have gone on a date with somebody else. But like, I didn't think that you liked me because you totally ghosted me. So if you're too scared, like at the end of those five days, why don't you just say that? (laughs) Just say, oh, I'm too scared. Say that you thought you were ready for a relationship, but then you got scared. Like, man, the fuck up. Like, I don't know what is wrong with people today. (laughs) Like, why can we not just say what we want, how we're feeling, and what we, you know, what we allow, what we're going to allow, what we're going to accept, you know, those things. Like, why can we not just have those conversations? I really feel like in the 21st century, we're still in the 21st century, right? I think, like, I'm, okay. (laughs) Hello. I'm obviously not all with it today as usual, but I did take my meds this morning, guys. So this is the best you're getting me right now. All, all in right now. Totally focused. Um, so yes, me on the fuck up. Like, no, it's fine because then you're going to be messaging my roommate and trying to Mac on her. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, saying exactly what you told me that you want to be married and you want to have a family or maybe that's your family telling her that, but regardless, blah, blah, blah. Save it, dude. All right. That was a hell of a rant. So at the end of this whole rant and rave about all the shitty dating world that I experienced in a matter of, I don't know, freaking three weeks or whatever, I should end with a positive outlook um, since this is all about searching for the icing on top. Am I right? (laughs) So I am going to take a little break. I'm going to grab some water. I'm actually going to go get Conrad from school because I attempted to record most of this while he was at school and I actually did really good. So I'm going to go take a little break. Um, I will be right back. Obviously this will just continue to play like for you guys normally, but I'm just letting you know that I may sound a little bit different when I get back. Cause I'm about to go get my fountain Pepsi for the day. Um, my first one for the day and yeah, so I will be back and I will talk more about the positives in my life right now. So hang in there guys. All right, everybody, I'm back. So I picked up Conrad from school and I grabbed my fountain pop and here we are. So I wanted to talk about um, that special person that I've been talking to. So to be honest, completely honest, I haven't had to worry about any of the shitty situations um, with the guy I've been seeing. He's accepting, patient, kind, considerate, and very caring. He wants to spend time with me. Uh, We have very similar goals and similar values. And when I think of the qualities that I would want the man I marry to possess, I think of those plus a few more. Effort is really important to me. So I make sure that obviously I communicate that like, hey, effort means a whole lot to me, just in case you're wondering. 
So um, with that and starting to date new, what is your love language? Have you read the book, The Five Love Languages, (laughs) or taken a quick Pinterest quiz? It's very interesting, and I strongly encourage you to research yourself a little bit. Find out what you need in a relationship and know what to ask for. Know what you don't like, but also um, be aware and willing to accept the fact that somebody may have a different love language than you. I am more of an acts of service person or words of affirmation. So one thing that I really struggle with is asking for help. And I know that and I'm working on it and I'm trying to get better at it. But I'm also... um, honest enough to tell myself like, hey, um, this is not one of your strong suits. So if somebody is more than willing and kind of just takes over and is helpful in a situation or like does something that like they saw that needed done that I would usually do, but maybe I didn't have time to do it or got sidetracked or, you know, had 12,000 things going on at once that they took over and did that, they, um, that would be I would love that. Actually, that's one of my love languages. So, um, have you, uh, um, heard of someone not loving you in the way that you need? So it's very true. Um, so somebody can obviously give you love in the way that they need to be shown it. However, if you don't have the same love language as that person, you, not that you're not going to notice that they're making like effort, obviously, because all of the love languages like are wonderful, right? Like not wonderful, but that's also a way that you show like affection and caring, right? So physical touch, like say you're with somebody that physical touch is theirs. Well, um, you know, having sex isn't the only type of like physical touch there is. Like you can hold their hand, you can, you know, soft touch, you can, you know, just trace things on their, you know, on their forearms. You know, if you're a nurse, you're a creep, right? And you're looking at their veins, but you could like trace their veins. But like, if that's not the way that you or they need to be loved, then like that is not going to fill their cup. So I think that when you start a relationship, it's important to have those conversations like, hey, how do you want to be loved? And if you've never asked yourself that question, I strongly encourage you to do so. So, um, I think it just makes for a better relationship and I think you can be a lot more honest with, you know, yourself and the person that you're seeing. I personally feel really guilty because um, I have endured so much trauma over the years and I say trauma, but trauma, I say trauma because it is trauma. Um, One of the things that I realized when I was seeking out a therapist or counselor is that Trauma is however you perceive it. So when I would be like talking about, you know, I needed to or I was interested in, you know, finding a counselor and somebody to talk with about, you know, certain situations with my family member that struggles with addiction or, you know, dealing with parenting or dealing with, um, a, you know, the rough relationship that I was in and, you know, kind of trying to find some closure on that. Um, however you perceive trauma is what trauma is. Because I I felt guilty saying, you know, I have all of this unhealed trauma because I had never been, you know, sexually assaulted or I didn't have PTSD. You know, um, I hadn't been raped. I hadn't been, you know, there were, everybody's trauma is different. 
And just because your trauma isn't the same as mine doesn't mean that your trauma is any less important or less – like it didn't affect you as much as what my trauma did. Does that make sense? Like I would never try to downplay somebody's trauma because I don't, I don't know. Say it happened to me three times and it happened to you two. Like that's – it's not fair. It shouldn't happen to anybody one time at all. That's, the, that's my point. So just keep that in mind that <laughs> – when I say trauma, it's trauma to me. It may not be trauma to you. It's just kind of like when my mom was talking and she was like, oh, you're not going to bash us, are you? No, I'm not going to bash you, Stephanie, because, I mean, here's the thing. Even though two people who were in love in the 90s, you know, are no longer together or in love anymore, that doesn't mean that you didn't try and do the best that you could with what you had. I mean, I think that that is part of, you know, healing. Like I, did I have a fantastic childhood? No, I mean, probably not. I mean, but was it like absolutely terrible? Also, no, probably not. But ultimately, I know that my parents' goal was not to hurt me. Like them divorcing or not being together was not a, oh, let's do this because we want to hurt our daughter. Absolutely fucking not. That is the last thing that parents set out to do on this earth. So um, I am not resentful towards my parents at all. Um, Like I said, I know that they did the best they could with what they had. And I am obviously very grateful for that. Um, I also feel like I, at not 30 years yet, but almost 30 years old, I have, I've learned a lot and I've seen a lot and I've done a lot. I feel like, Um, I feel like I, part of my healing journey is just understanding that I need grace and so do they. So does everybody. Everybody needs grace. So again, that's my touch on like everybody is going through something that you have absolutely no idea about. So even though it looks picture perfect from the outside, there's no fucking way, Linda. It's not. That's not how it is. So I feel guilty that because I have endured so much trauma over the years that I am hesitant and scared to pull the trigger with him. Um, he's very calming, right? So I talked about that. He feels like home. Feels like home to me, right? Um, so why am I so damn afraid to let him in? Am I just afraid of, you know, quote unquote, wasting the next seven years of my life with a man with no future? Um, I know I can add great things to somebody's life along with some crazy additions as well, but try and focus on what you can add to someone's life if you're in the dating world. So when I say wasting seven years, I don't really truly mean that. Like, you know, there were good times in those seven years, but there were bad times too. So, and there's going to be good and bad in relationships, but ultimately at the end of the day, like when the bad outweighs the good, if you can't look past that and move forward and get over that, then it's just, it's not going to work. So you're the only one that can make that decision, you know, to pull away or to be done or, you know, cut your losses. So I have some friends who have, you know, split up with people that they were with or they thought they would spend the rest of their life with. And, you know, she, I've had people say, I don't want to tell you because you're going to tell me. And I'm not going to tell you anything. I am not going to tell you anything. What I am going to tell you is that if you decide you want to leave, you'll decide when you're ready. You will only put up with so much bullshit before you decide that you are done. One thing 
that I greatly appreciate about this man that I've been seeing is that he has never pressured me to meet Conrad. Never asked. Never never said, when do I get to? Or would you like me to? Or when would you like me to? Um, but always, always said, how was your guys' day? How was Conrad's day at school? What did you and Conrad do today? Or how did T-ball go? Um, those, so not pressuring me to be involved in his life as far as when to meet him or anything like that. But um, very aware, very caring, very, very accepting and patient because, you know, I mean, obviously I've questioned that. Like, when should he meet him? How should that go? All of these different things. So it's very precious to me um, that there's no pressure just whenever I'm ready for that moment. Um, when you're thinking about the person you choose, please consider your needs and your requests because if they can't meet those, then they clearly aren't the one for you. I truly believe that I could be single, right? Like, yes, everybody can go to surrealism by a toy or Adam and Eve, right? Um, I mean, physical, the physical intimacy is a little bit different, but as far as like emotionally and mentally, like I am fine. I'm fine being alone. I thoroughly enjoy being alone. Like there's nothing more that I enjoy than having a quiet house and a warm blanket and just peace, right? Um, I don't need a man. I don't, I don't need to be with anyone. But wanting somebody, it's a totally different ballgame. And I think that when you're at the point in your healing journey and just in your life in general, like when you are fine with being alone, that's when you can add the most to somebody's life or somebody can add the most to your life. And sometimes those people are totally unexpected. Like you don't expect them to come into your life at any time. So I'd been meaning to share this episode long time ago. And of course I kept putting it off. I had somebody reach out to me while they were folding laundry saying that they'd missed listening to my show and that folding laundry was just back to a boring routine. (laughs) So how freaking sweet was that? Um, I was like, oh my gosh, like they do miss me. Right. (laughs) Like fangirling. Right. (laughs) Um, it brings my soul happiness to know that someone somewhere is able to find help or encouragement or even a damn good laugh out of what I share in this podcast. I had a doctor at work last week ask me if I had a podcast um, and what I talked about. And I think she thought I was crazy when I said my shit show life because she asked, but really, like, what do you talk about? I said, honey, honestly, I talk about everything. Like, what? I was not kidding when I said my shit show life. Um, She's like, but like, how do you, what do you talk about in your life? And I'm like, oh, growing up with divorced parents, um, you know, being in a relationship, leaving a relationship most recently, having a child, blah, 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 all these different things. Um, and she's like, but why? Like, she's like, that takes a lot of guts to be like that transparent with so many people and like so many people that you may not even know, right? Like, because when you share a podcast, anybody can share it. And guess what? I can freaking end up in like Alaska, right? I don't know anybody in Alaska, but my point is, that's not true, Bernadette. I know you in Alaska currently, but um, you're the only person. And, you know, 
I mean, it, that's my point, though. It can fall into the lap of somebody that has absolutely no idea. They wouldn't know me from Adam, right? But, like, if what I'm saying is resonating with them and making them feel a little bit better about their life, good. Like, good. I hope that me being an open book and me being completely transparent about – Let's be for real. Even situations where some people in my family, they probably listen to these and they're probably like, oh, my God, like, I did not want to know that. Well, sorry, then don't freaking listen. Like, I should put like a warning label like, hello, caution, family. If you don't want to know a whole bunch of shit about me, then don't freaking listen. So um, if me talking about uncomfortable situations makes somebody's life easier, then why the hell would I not do that? For a Conrad update, my baby will be five next week. His birthday is on April 26th. I honestly cannot believe it. How did this even happen? I swear that I was just pregnant yesterday. He is starting T-ball, and we went to kindergarten roundup a few weeks ago, and he's growing up so quickly. Um, I, we went to see the new Mario movie and, um, I'll tell you a funny story about this because this is so, this kid, I swear I'm going to end up in the principal's office with him every day. Um, but he, we were watching it and, you know, commentator the whole time talking about the movie saying this or that, you know, this is, oh, this is Bowser's castle. This is princess peach. And, oh, you can do it, Mario. Oh, Luigi, you know, all these things. And, um, it was at the point – if you guys haven't seen that movie, though, one, it's very cute. I highly recommend it. And in the part of the movie where Princess Peach and Bowser are, like, talking about getting married or, like, I don't know exactly which part it was. But it was, like, quiet, right, in the movie theater. And he belts out. And he goes, oh, hell no. I – my jaw – freaking dropped and almost hit the floor the whole movie theater is dying the people behind us were laughing so hard and I have never like put my hand over his mouth so fast in my life I was like oh my gosh did is this a joke did this just happen (laughs) so um if you were at the Eagle Theater on that night I am very sorry it was my kid who shouted out oh hell no And he obviously has learned about how his mommy's first um, statement was, oh, hell no, or not, oh, hell no. I asked if I could say hell no, or I said hell no. And then my mom said, we don't say that, Savannah. And I said, well, um, but can we say hell yes? You know, like, so takes after his mom on that one. Um, Yeah. So we're working on that, obviously. Um, I'm going to buy his kindergarten teacher wine already. And we probably owe Mrs. Emmer a bottle of wine as well. So um, as far as like with him keeping me on my toes, yesterday he brought me a picture that he had drawn. And I was in the middle of doing laundry and um, making him lunch. But it had obviously, you know, when your kid brings you something and it's important to them, you you stop and you look at it, right? And so um, he had drawn a picture and there were three stick figures. Two adults, two taller people, um, and a kid, a little shorter person in the picture, stick figure. And um, there was like a red heart in between um, at the top of the page. And he said, this was daddy and mommy. And this one's Conrad. And you see mommy's dress? It's purple. And I said, yeah, I do. And um, 
So he was like, and this is a heart um, in between mommy and daddy. And it was like at the top of the paper. And then he proceeded um, to ask me why I didn't love his daddy anymore. How, how are, how the fuck are we supposed to deal with these types of questions? How, how do I answer that? What, what's the correct answer there? Like, I, it kind of just stops you in your tracks. (laughs) So, I said, you know, I said, mommy and daddy are friends, buddy, um, but, you know, we don't, we don't live together anymore. And we both love you very much. Um, and that, him asking probably, probably broke my heart. Just stabbed me right in the heart. Because um, I really, I don't, I don't have the answers to all these questions. <laughs> um, and most of the things I, like, talk about, like, I've, I've lived through, I've experienced, right? Like, I don't. I don't know how to answer that question and I don't know how to make it okay in his little eyes. And I know that the world is a lot different place, you know, than what I grew up with. And I know that the world is a lot different place in in the eyes of a almost five-year-old. And I I just hope that he knows how much, you know, we do love him. Um, and obviously, we tell him all the time. I do. So, um, like I said, I don't have all the answers to life question, life's questions, but at least I'm honest and I'm raw about it. I'm just over here trying to navigate single mom life the best I can and raise a sweet little boy who deserves the world. I want to, of course, include a blurb about anyone battling addiction. Anyone struggling out there, please know that you are on my heart and in my thoughts. Please, if you are considering getting help, reach out. I had a really great conversation with some family members about why you needed a support system. Why do we have family if we are meant to get through life alone? Exactly. We aren't wired for that as humans. Um, I told them, you know, you, um, there wouldn't be this many people here on earth if we were meant to get through life alone. Like why, why, why would there be this many people on earth if we were meant to get through life completely alone? Right. It's it's not how it's supposed to work. (laughs) Everyone has had to ask or accept help at some point in their lives. And you know what? It may be uncomfortable, but you were not built to get through life alone. Trust me. I, of all people, get it that it's hard to ask for help. I know. Like I said, that's one of my my weaknesses, but I'm working on it. Uh, but I've watched people go from making, you know, $200,000 a year to filling a grocery cart because their pantry was empty and um, having to allow somebody else to pay for that. And that's very humbling for them. Embarrassing, probably. 
uh, kind of like a kick to the balls, I guess is probably a good, good statement as well. Um, nobody wants to not be able to pay for their own groceries, right? Nobody wants to have to ask somebody, you know, for money, but, um, just know that there are people out there that do care about you. So when you're in the depths and you're going through it, right? Cause depression and, um, life is hard. So when you're going through all those, you know, emotions and especially if you're dealing with, you know, substance abuse, it doesn't make those dealing, you know, dealing with all those emotions and all those feelings. It doesn't make dealing with that any easier. Honestly, it makes it harder. Um, cause all you want to do is just shut everything out, right? Turn everything off. And you don't want to think about having to go to court. You don't want to think about having to, uh, how you're going to pay for your house payment, right? Um, not knowing how, how you would make your house payment. Uh, cause there's no money in the bank and you have a job. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that, but just, just know that if somebody's trying to be there for you and they're trying to ask how you are and they're trying to say, Hey, call me anytime you need help. Fucking call them, call them. Okay. Also on the other end of that, if somebody that you know is battling addiction and you haven't heard from him, from them, call him, send him a text, let him know that you're thinking about him. You guys can do it. Everybody can do it. It's not to say that it may not be the hardest thing you've ever fucking done in your life, but that that, that doesn't mean you can't do it. <laughs> um, that's heartbreaking uh, for me to know that, you know, people who have had everything all of a sudden have nothing. Addiction affects everyone. Doesn't stereotype. Doesn't discriminate. And it will destroy your whole entire life if you let it. If you don't make the changes, it will be mugshot after mugshot. And your family um, will watch you die, you know, right, right in front of them. And they're always uh, waiting on that phone call. Because no matter how bad they want to believe that you're doing well, right? And you're doing better. Um, they worry. They always, always, always worry. So, um, just remember that if you are in active addiction right now or you're in recovery, um, people do care. Okay. So don't be afraid to reach out. It's okay. It's good. It's good. It's, it's, it's going to be good, right? Everything's going to be good. So, please know that you are worth your sobriety and that someone somewhere is praying for you. Find your peace. Do the work. And heal your inner demons. They say seven to nine times is the average number of times that somebody has to go to rehab before they decide to stay clean. Or make the life changes that are necessary to stay clean. What happens when you don't have seven to nine times? Here's the thing. 
If you go to rehab one time, they give you the tools to not use, right? They they give you those tools. Are you choosing to implement them and utilize those tools and make those changes? I think that that was one of the best things that I learned from the recovery center is that, you know, they were giving them all of the, all of the tools, all the tools to stay clean. Because I felt like if I would say, well, what about this? I would make them use, right? Like my speaking up or my statement or my comment or my question would make them use. No, Mm -mm, no, 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 honey. You are not responsible for what they choose to do. They have the tools. They know how to cope with life outside of using. But sometimes they're not ready. And that's hard. So just know that if you are dealing with active addiction or somebody in your family is, just know that that is always heavy on my heart. And I'm always here to listen um, should anybody need a listening ear. I also promised when I started this podcast that I would talk to you guys or let you guys in on um, anything that I had been reading or listening to or anything that I'd heard about um, that maybe was like new or different or anything that I actually I liked, you know, found that I had liked or had actually um, come across anything. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and check out um, Her Words, My Voice, which is actually by... Um, a local from North Manchester. Um, I am still reading it. I have not actually devoted a lot of time towards reading it and I'm kicking myself for it because she is having, she's speaking on tomorrow, on Thursday, um, about her book at the college. So I love that she's local. Um, it's what I've read so far is it's hard. It's rough, right? It's deep. Um, it's great though. It's so great. It's sad, but I love that she's using this sadness as part of her healing journey. I love that she's making it something beautiful and putting in the work for herself and her family because we deserve that. Everybody deserves to heal, right? Um, I Always come across a podcast on TikTok and it's a couple and he comes off as kind of like a little bit crass, honestly. Um, And the girl is like kind of – she kind of reminds me of like punk emo rocker. She's cute. Um, But it's called To Be Better. So if you find it on TikTok, you can obviously go and find that link um, to their podcast. But they are on Apple Podcasts. I believe that's, I did find it on there. So, um, it's called to be better and it talks about different situations in relationships and how to overcome those or how to deal with certain things. And I, you know, I find that super helpful and just different insights to all of the things that happen. Um, so check that out. And then there is a girl that I worked with at um, Timbercrest at a local nursing home here in town. And she, we really bonded and um, had a lot in common and just had really good conversations about 
you know, mental health and um, life and struggles and all of those things. And last week she had shared on Facebook that she actually published a poetry book, which I am so proud of her. I think that's wonderful. Um, again, she's using it as part of her healing journey. Um, her name is Kylie Mitchell. And um, I bought the book on Poetzer. And then actually she is in the middle of, I think, publishing her second book already. Um, so the first one is called Love, Sex, and Mental Health. And I can go ahead and I'll put the link in the um, – in the like notes of the episode notes. Um, so you guys can just follow that link. Um, and then her second one is called core memory road. I just got it in the mail. I just got the love, sex and mental health in the mail, um, a couple days ago. So I have not had a chance to break into it yet. However, I'm very excited to do so. And I'm so proud of her. Um, but then the core memory road one is actually going to be available on Amazon. So big shout out to her. I think that's wonderful. I'm so proud of you, Kylie. And I can't wait to start reading it. And maybe, just maybe, she would be a guest on our podcast or my podcast. Um, so I also have been getting like a poll from the week or poll, poll of the week. And um, this week I did not get one, actually. Um, she, the girl that does them um, from Wabash has actually, she was just a little bit behind. Um, but this past week, um, mine was your poll for the week is two of pumpkins. You need to find harmony within your life, whether it's in your career, health, or relationships. Being too focused on one thing or another is going to throw you off balance and everything else in your life will be also. And the one before that, which was really insightful and really helpful um, for me with ADHD, because clearly I just go in repetitive cycles all of the time, um, is Wheel of Fortune. And these same cycles you're keeping yourself in have to stop. It's only leading to heartbreak and not just yours. So let go of those cycles and keep you spinning in place or that keep you spinning in place and focus on what really matters. So um, she also is just really like she sent a couple there was a couple before that uh six of wands this week make sure you're celebrating those tiny victories and then also another one was eight of wands life's changing fast but remember to slow down to enjoy it also for fun i did a song for each of you and yours is hold my hand by lady gaga um and that was when i had started talking to um the guy from my past so um, yeah, all of these polls are really helpful too. So I need to get a hold of Jessica and see if she wants to do, um, a guest episode on here. And I know I need to talk. Todd is going to listen to this, um, Daniel's dad, and he's going to be like, so can I be on there yet? Um, can I come and be a guest on your podcast? So I still need to look into how I can, I think I can record it actually. So I can just record a session and I can just upload it later. So um, that is what I'm going to leave you guys with, actually. So as always, thanks for listening and tagging along on my raw, real, loving shit show life. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to find the icing on top in your everyday life, guys. Thanks so much.